hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 235th film from 2020. We're getting through these films. This is the Indian crime thriller, Mrs. Serial Killer. It's directed by Sharish Kunda and it stars Jacqueline Fernandez, Manoj Bajpayee and Mohit Rayner. I'm Jesse. I'm here solo for this episode, so if you are keen on checking this film out before I talk about it, give us a pause, come back later on, because I'm going to spoil this as we go along. We do start our show with The Fast Flicks, and that is a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one for me is about a doctor who is charged as a serial killer, and his wife goes to all lengths to set him free. If that intrigues you, maybe you might want to watch this one. I'm not sure if you can tell from the enthusiasm in my voice, but uh, this one is a bit of a stinker. (laughs) I'm trying not to give away my thoughts too early, but this is a bit of a stinker. Um, We'd like to look at what we could find out about the film and how it ended up on Netflix. Not much on this one. We often say this for international films, not much. It was nominated at the Indian Tally Streaming Awards for Best Actress in a Leading Role for Jacqueline Fernandez. And... You may remember her from one of the uh, Indian films we did a while ago now called Drive. Uh, I think she's actually Sri Lankan. Um, but yeah, so she, she was nominated, didn't win. This um, is the debut of Zane Marie Khan, the daughter of the director Mansoon Khan. Um, and she trained herself um, in Taekwondo for the role that she plays of Anushka, which is uh, plays an important role in her character, I guess. Around the world, in Greece, this is called The Serial Killer's Wife. And in Hungary, it's called The Wife of a Suspected Serial Killer. So not too much change in that there. Box Office, or so when this was released, this was released on the 1st of May 2020, which coincided with May Day, um, a, a big event around the world for workers' rights. What are the critics and audiences saying about this one? On Run Tomatoes, this one sits on 17% on 12 reviews. That is rotten. The audience is a fair bit higher at 48% on more than 50 ratings, but that also is rotten too. IMDB sits at a 4.1 out of 10 on nearly 19,000 ratings. That's quite high. Uh, 4.1, not not a good score though. And the same with Letterboxd, super low. This sits at a 1.8 out of 5 on a bit over 800 ratings. So it's a mixed bag. Mixed bag. Some people have got unlogged it. Some haven't. Pretty ordinary results. My early thoughts, which I've probably already given away anyway, but this is absolute garbage. Do not waste your time. Do not bother. Do not even worry about putting this on. Um, maybe hang around though to hear me tear some shreds <laughs> from this film because this was, um, wow, I, I can't believe what I watched. But let's look at the characters, some characters in this one. So we'll start off with uh, Sona. And Sona's the main female protagonist in this. She's so in love with her doctor husband that she's willing to do anything to prove his innocence. Um, She has a past love. His name's Imran. He's sort of like the inspector or the detective. They are in love. We see this in flashbacks, but, you know, he he was too common for her parents to allow her to marry him, which is a bit sad, I guess. And we unfortunately see that a lot in um, the Indian films we've looked at, that the parents have a big say over who you're allowed to marry. Um, I think the, the question that she needs to answer herself throughout this film is, is she a criminal? Um, and that's what she's facing once she actually kidnaps someone. So realistically, yes, she's a criminal. Just because you don't kill someone or commit murder doesn't mean you're not a criminal. So I thought that, that questioning of her character was pretty ordinary. All right, next we look at Sona's husband, Joy. Uh, he's a successful gynecologist. But early in the film, 
he's charged with killing six young unmarried pregnant women. Um, I, the majority of this film, he is locked up in prison. So we don't, we don't actually follow him much until the final act of the film where we get a, a, <laughs> a big crazy performance, which is interesting. Um, I'm trying not to say too much about what actually happens in case you do want to check this out. Uh, I mentioned before Inspector Imran Shahid, his uh, Sona's ex-boyfriend. Sona believes that He's setting her husband Joy up because he's jealous. Um, and he realistically, we find out in a twist later on that he's sort of going hard after Joy because of a personal connection with his sister. So interesting little setup there. Um, the other two sort of people we could talk about would be Rastogi, who's uh, this dodgy lawyer that, um, that Joy gets Sona on board to sort of support him and help him out. He's, he's almost on his deathbed. And I guess that the idea with him is that he owes joy because he helped in some way with the birth of his own son. But this guy is ethically and legally irresponsible. Complete piece of work. <laughs> like the most unrealistic character I've seen on screen in a while. And finally, we've got Anushka, who is a young pregnant woman who's kidnapped and targeted by Sona. And as an audience, we've got to work out, is she going to get out? Is she going to survive? The director, Sharish Kunda, uh, mainly known as an editor. He's got 21 editing credits, which is... Quite a lot, but this is his fourth directing credit after the film's Let's Fall in Love Again in 2006, Joker in 2012, not the Joker that we all know, and Critty in 2016, and then this film as well. So building a bit of a catalogue of his own work. Uh, I'm not sure that this one is one that many people are going to remember. <laughs> all right, this is the time where we look at some scenes. What are some scenes that stood out? What are some scenes that we enjoyed? <laughs> the only thing, like, um, visually, this film looked pretty good. There, there's lots of good sorts of uh, setups and scenes and good lighting throughout. And, and I guess the mise-en-scene in this basement where they've got like the medical drips hanging from the roof. It was cool. That, that sort of set the scene well in that basement. But apart from that, everything else I've got to say is going to be a bit of a rip, <laughs> a bit of a negativity because um, I haven't got much positive to say. So let's start with the things I didn't like. Uh, and this list will go for a while. So I apologize. I had to cut this down too, but I've still got so much that was just absolutely ridiculous so let's start um we start the film with sona announcing her pregnancy to joy her husband over like a zoom call and she's pretending she's like oh there's someone else in the house with me and he's freaking out oh you know blah 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 but you know she was like it's okay it's a baby here with me i'm pregnant and then he turns the zoom camera around and he's got like this big bunch of all friends sitting there so weird all right the next thing so uh detective imran he sort of barges into sona's house while uh, joys away um, to find or plant <laughs> evidence on her husband. And he suddenly weirdly just stands next to her bed and says, so this is where you sleep now. <laughs> so weird. Who says that? Um, I'm going to move fast. So the police, um, there's this big scene where they're searching for all these bodies that are missing. The whole town's there, like this mob mentality. And they've all got their flashlights on their phones. Laughable. Um, Sona crying all the time. I'm not sure how she was nominated for best actress in this, Miss um, Fernandez, but like just the, the crying was so poor. Um, <laughs> then Sona has to get onto her husband, Joy's computer, and she's trying to guess his password. And then she like looks at this photo on his desk and then magically gets in. <laughs> Cut that out. You don't need that. Um, <laughs> then we've got uh, Sona sort of arguing at the lawyer. Um, what was his name? Restogi's gate because she wanted to get in. They say, no, nah, I'm not letting one in. And then... Uh, the lawyer's wife's in the car behind her. She's like, oh, cool. I'll let you in. <laughs> oh, wow. The, there's a scene where the townspeople will sort of like attack Joy um, after his trial. 
And then we just see Sona crying again. Oh man, those tears. <laughs> uh, there's this conversation between uh, Rastogi, the lawyer, and Sona. And he talks about, you know, if only witnesses disappears, it helps. And, you know, we must prove that the serial killer is still out there. And he must strike again. And then the walls all cave in around her. And this is just, this is a lawyer telling her to go and kill people. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, every time they drive, anytime there's a scene in the car, the green screen is horrendous. Laughable. Uh, then there's a scene where Sona's talking to her baby inside her, which was a little bit weird. And she's like, you know, it's okay. This is your mum. I'm going to save dad. Oh, laughed. Um, and then Sona's following Anushka to try and kidnap her in her car. And it's just so slow. It's ridiculous. Doesn't look realistic. Um, then Sona, like, to, to, to prepare to sort of um, kidnap Anushka, she sort of, like, gets some chloroform. And she uses it on a dog. <laughs> she uses it on an animal. And then we see this animal... Like, why do you need to test it on an animal? It did not make sense. Horrible. Um, and then when Sona does try to drug um, Anushka, <laughs> it breaks into this taekwondo fight with wind blowing through her hair like she's a superhero for Anushka. And then there's like this flashback scene because Sona and Anushka, for some reason, were neighbors or knew each other at some point. And we see her using like an inhaler or a puffer. And that's the reason we understand why she's so out of breath. And then Sona sees pollen, like flowers in the field and, and grabs the pollen and then throws it through the air to give her an attack. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. How ridiculous. Uh, Imran, the investigator, he's sort of investigating Anushka's disappearance because at this stage she's been kidnapped and he sort of goes to her house, talks to her parents, goes into her room and then just says, this looks like a boy's room, not a girl's room. <laughs> And the parents say, oh, after our son died, uh, she tried to be our son too. That adds no context to this film at all. That, that whole scene adds nothing. Cut it out. Get rid of it. <laughs> uh, Anushka, when she's kidnapped, she, she makes these derogatory comments about like, you know, because she's had a, got a female kidnapper. Like, oh, you know, are you gay? I've got nothing against gays. Not needed. Not needed. Uh, I'm 90% sure at some stage, Sona was listening to a podcast or a, a radio, you know, headphones about abortion so that she could carry this out on... Um, Anushka. I'm not sure if that's the case. Not needed. Um, Anushka <laughs> escapes from this bed that she's kidnapped in. And then she, instead of just running and getting out, she takes the time to make this rude middle finger gesture out of towels and leave it on the bed <laughs> so that Sona can see it. And then all of a sudden she's up in the corner of the roof going full karate again. Oh man, it was so funny. Uh, <laughs> Sona was sitting at her husband's court hearing, this this guy that she's doing everything for wants him to be successful and it just cuts to her like playing Candy Crush on the phone. Like, what? Like, you're supposed to be so invested in this case. You're sitting in court playing Candy Crush. Um, and then the crowd all sort of a sudden start cheering when he's given bail. And this, this is the crowd that wanted to lynch him. Uh, just so many uh, ups and downs of, of nonsense. Uh, what else have we got? Sorry, this this list is going forever. I think uh, oh yeah. similar to with Sona before, um, once Joy's out of prison, he puts his head on Sona's stomach to talk to the baby. And then they make some comment that she wants to name it if it's a girl after the girl that she's kidnapped. Oh, I'm so confused. Um, then we have this this last concluding section in, in this basement where Joy goes full full blown crazy. And he has this rant about whores and perverts, just this over the top villainy, which leads to this slow-mo chase between Joy and Sona to get this scalpel. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's horrible. And then he goes nuts and crazy, stabs her through the hand with his scalpel. And, and, and he's like, I'm not an effing ice cream because Joy, his name in India is a brand of ice cream. So uh, laughable. <laughs> uh, and then, oh my God, Joy, he goes on about his ending in this film being a bit like the sixth sense 
He's like, you know, you must feel like you're watching the climax. It's it's more fun the second time. To even compare this film to The Sixth Sense disgusted me. I'm nearly done. <laughs> Um, and then we've got the idea of Joy sort of in his backstory um, Imran the, the detective comes and he gets tied up too and we hear this backstory that at some stage when Imran was, was fishing around to get information on Joy Joy knocked him out and then Imran the detective ended up in a coma for two years <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> ridiculous uh, finally the final scene in the hospital everyone's all there together they're all in the same hospital room, ridiculous to start with if there's been some sort of physical altercation. But Anushka sort of like saying, you know, I'm going to be together with my boyfriend, Sid, now. Haven't even talked about Sid, but he was useless. <laughs> and Anushka's telling um, Sona that, you know, her and the detective should start a life together. And then there's this horrendous idea that Joy's escaped. He's no longer in the hospital. And then we see him with um, his dodgy lawyer helping him get out. Like, please, this is not getting a sequel. <laughs> Apologies for my rant. I think I'm done. Uh, Themes, ideas. I mean, this is this is. It's very hard to talk about anything meaningful. So I think the idea, I guess, of the medical profession being people that you should be able to trust, and in this, obviously, we can't. And a little bit too, I was quite annoyed in that that idea too that the the doctor Joy is making his own moral choices over these women that he's taking their fetuses because he doesn't agree with with people being wet, you know, having children without being wed. And I'm not sure that really stands up as a theme, to be honest. It's just a, a poor plot point, um, a poor character device. What do I take away from this? I, I think I'm sick of doing films like this. The, it, it's getting frustrating that a lot of these international films, maybe, and because I'm not from the countries that they're, they're from, maybe that's why I'm not connecting with them, but they are frustrating me. And especially the films where we get the opening scene and then it's something that we lead up into the film later on. It's not adding anything to the film, so don't do it. It's really frustrating me. Um, questions. What am, I, what am I thinking? I think mental health, maybe. Like, everyone in this film, to me, is some way deranged. So what are they trying to say about this? I don't know. I don't think there's anything meaningful to take out of it, but that's something that, that sort of stood out. And then I think possibly I sort of touched on this a little bit in the themes, but this is almost an anti-feminist film, which is really disappointing in this day and age. The, the idea that, or, you know, obviously they believe in this film through the character of Sona that a woman should do whatever it takes for their husband. And when it's something as iffy as being a murderer, I don't think that stands, um, unfortunately. So I'm ready to wrap this up. I'm done. I can't, I'm going to give it a rating out of five. I, I can't recommend any single piece of this film. It, it's so poorly put together. It leaves like this disgusting taste in my mouth. The, the fact that Netflix thought that this would be a good idea to actually release, it really surprises me. I think that if I end up taking a little bit of a break from our weekly podcast, it's because of this film. It's because I need a break. It's because I'm not sure I can sit through any more dribble like this. I'm giving this 0.5 out of 5. Lucky to get half a star. Um, rubbish film. Don't watch it. Hopefully you've enjoyed this discussion though. We've got socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like if you can question I wanted to put out there is what lengths would you go to to protect the love of your life? I definitely wouldn't be doing what um, Sona is doing in this film. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening. As always, next week, if I can <laughs> bring myself together to do it, we're doing a 2020 comedy coming of age drama called The Half of It. It's directed by Alice Wu. It stars Leah Lewis, Daniel Dima, and Alexis Lemire. So that's what we've got next week. Hopefully I'll see you there. If not, it will be in <laughs> sometime soon once I've got my mind back after this film. I'll see you next week.